Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Check this out. Entertaining and informative. Talking about Curtis Lewa. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Great to be back. My home away from home, WABC, as John Katsimatidis, our owner and operator, said on Friday when they had a press conference announcing my return after my loss in the mayoral general election. He said, WABC has stood in the past for always broadcasting Curtis. And if you look at my history of 30 years in talk radio, except for brief times when I was away, uh, as I recall, uh, doing the morning show with my wife, Lisa, at the time, Angels in the Morning, from 91 to 94, we were competing with some of the best in the morning. The great, uh, great broadcasters. This is before there was syndication. So Howard Stern was not syndicated at that time. Don Imus was not syndicated. John Gambling was not syndicated at WOR. And then obviously you had WINS, WCBS, and La Mega Radio. And we were competing with them. And it was a great show until uh, my marriage began to fall apart on the air. And uh, we were fired. We were told, hey, you had a great three-year run on the Great White Way. But you're persona non grata here at WABC. And I knew I would be back. I knew. I couldn't speak for Lisa because she went on her own and she's had a very successful career. First, I think, at WINS Radio and now at uh, Fox 5, the local Channel 5 outlet. She's a top street reporter, Lisa Evers, her maiden name. But I came back. I was recycled overnight. That's why I love overnight radio. It is theater of the mind. Uh, Art Bell, that loony kazuni from Parts Unknown. One of the greatest of all time with uh, uh, who I grew up with at WMCA. Uh, I'm telling you, Long John Neville and Candy Jones. You talk about Theodore of the Mind. He had me believing that Candy Jones was a CIA agent. I married a CIA agent. Great Theodore of the Mind. It, it doesn't get any better. And now WABC has really two great uh, slots of theater on the mind. You have Frank Morano, who will be on tonight, starting at 1. When I pass him the baton, I'll be back from 10 to 1. Uh, he does great theater of the mind. And the guy I was sparring with last night, Frankie Russo. I'm complimenting him. He, he didn't even pay attention to the compliment because he had Al Bandolero on from the old WKTU, one of the greatest voices in radio ever at the dawn of disco when it dominated. He got 40% of the listeners at WKTU, the Italian Stallions. He didn't realize the nugget that he had. And he starts attacking me because I was attacking the Cuomo's like I always have. And he was saying, oh, you anti-Italian. So I introduced him to Mr. Click. Hey, man, the guy's JV. We got we to gotta sort of step up his game. Great theater of the mind. Great callers here. WABC, that's what they've always had. And uh, I'm going to be talking about a lot of things later on. You, you don't want to miss it. You want to come back. Uh, if you're not listening to Sinatra, as you should be with Joe Piscopo, and then the Dean Martin retrospective, by the way, that's uh, being done by his daughter, uh, Dean Martin, big piece in the New York Post today. I learned so much about Dean Martin. Uh, from Steubenville, Ohio. That's right, little town of Steubenville, right across the border from uh, Wheeling, West Virginia, who grew up there with Jimmy the Greek. 
Oh, and I, I mean, he dominated the total opposite of Frank Sinatra. You don't want you want to read that article. You want to listen tonight, and then I come back. Uh, it's so nice to be able to do it twice. And what I'm going to be talking to you about is the big story of the week. How Eric Adams, our brand new mayor elect, and I'm supporting him, as I said, on the night of my election, the concession speech. And I said, we all need to support Eric Adams. Our city is in dire circumstances because of Comrade Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope, who has single-handedly destroyed this city. And because I had the uh, opportunity to run for mayor, I know of the impediments ahead, the fiscal impediments. We are going to be on the brink of fiscally dissolving. I know everybody wants to sing happy days are here again. They want to assume, oh, the lockdown pandemic are over. No, no. We've got so many problems that this new mayor and his staff are going to have to tackle that have nothing to do with public safety and crime. That leads. But there are so many other things that follow. And so I'm giving him my support now. Hopefully he can right the wrong. He's going to need all of our support to save our city or the exodus will continue. And I know there have been articles that we have more people now than we had before the lockdown and the pandemic. Well, guess what? Those are different people. A lot of the regular people who had lived here have sold their homes. Just go in the outer boroughs. Look at all the for sale signs. Look, just look at all those for sale signs. Where do you think those people are going? They're going south of the Mason-Dixon line. So I want to continue to push what I pushed all throughout my campaign for the mayoralty in the Republican primary in which I handily defeated Fernando Mateo and the general election in which I lost fair and square to Eric Adams. Improve, don't move. We got to fight for what we know is right. Our number is 1-800-948-9222. That's 1-800-948-9222. I'll be taking you to the 5 o'clock hour. So let's go right to the phones here. Guys, you're going to have to help me because my left elbow is shattered here. I don't have much dexterity. I still got my arm in a sling, so I'm going to try to to make it work. Uh, Let's go to Giuseppe uh, in Manhattan. Joey, what can I do for you, Joey? Hello, Curtis. How are you? I hope and pray that you uh, heal up. I hope that was an accident when the guy ran you over, and the best doctor in the world is Jesus Christ. Listen, I want to say, you and I, we've been pals since February 1979. I was an American Marine in my teens hall in New York on 16-day leave. I heard about a guy standing up to the thugs, and I was back-to-back and shoulder-to-shoulder with you. We run into each other at least twice a year, most recently at the 4th of July parade and the stand-up for Christopher Columbus. Keep up the great work. What I wanted to say was, the bottom line is, is that after all of us said and done, New York City had a chance to clean up City Hall, and it wasn't just the scummio, the bummio, Warren Wilhelm, the disgrace. It wasn't just him. It was the liberal Democrat scum, local, state, and federal, defunding the police, doing away with bail. And here's Cuomo, creep Cuomo, uh, anal Cavono, anal, anal Cavono, Andrew Cuomo. This is his legacy. He pressured the parole board two years ago, just before pandemic, with the creep mayor, to release Janet Clark, who took part in killing the cops, the two cops in Nyack, and the um, Brinks Armored Car Driver. Well, well, Joe, Joe, let me tell you, as you go on your diatribe here, uh, you are correct in everything you are saying. But now the deck has been shuffled. You got a new mayor, that's Eric Adams. He uh, says he's a moderate Democrat. I'll take him for his word at this point. He won a very heated Democratic primary process with ranked choice voting. Barely won it. 
Uh, and then he cleaned my clock. I got 30 percent of the vote. That's better than the two prior Republicans had done. Joe Loder uh, in 2013 against de Blasio and Nicole Maliotakis, who did better than Joe Loder. Uh, but luckily, I did better than her. And uh, I did better in areas uh, that Republicans previously in local elections have not done well in the Asian American community. I won every assembly and manic district. That was predominantly Asian-American, and Democrats were very upset with that. Elected uh, Asian Democrats, so whether it was Grace Meng, who was the congresswoman in Queens, uh, or whether it was uh, Ku, or whether it was John Liu, uh, they couldn't believe that I was able to not only win, but help Republican candidates down ballot. So it wasn't just Staten Island that I persevered in. It's parts of southern Brooklyn, parts of Queens. Uh, and I really never had the Republican leadership support. This was very independent and autonomous with the support of the Staten Island GOP, the Brooklyn GOP. Against all odds, we did extraordinarily well on a platform, I might add, that was so different than any that had been run before. It was about compassion, concern, things you don't normally associate Republicans with. Democrats always thought they had a lock on it. Not this time, because with de Blasio, they've proven not to be compassionate, not to be concerned, not to be considerate for the emotionally disturbed, the homeless, and especially the animals in the animal community, where I swore to you, and I'll continue to work towards this, no-kill shelters. We're not killing any dogs or cats any longer. We killed thousands who we need to find them a home of their own. So I'm committed to that. Let's go to uh, Robert. In Brooklyn, uh, welcome to WABC. And my return here, Bobby. What's up, Curtis? Haven't spoke to you in a long time. I saw you outside the night before the election. All right, and I and I pulled over with my car, and I and I saw you in the other side. You know, in the uh, in the passenger seat, you look very tired. I said, Curtis, I hope you win tomorrow. And I went and I voted the next day, and I was disappointed. But what, what are you going to do? Hopefully, this guy. Says, you know, he he won against the other guy that 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 uh the the guy from the the, the Black Lives Matter. Well, well, uh, Rob, I'm a, I'm gonna ex- I'm gonna go into that extensively tonight because obviously I've known Eric Adams for 40 years. Towards the end of the campaign, he acknowledged that, even though before that it was persona non grata to him. But uh, in the end, when he had won, he said, "Oh yeah, I've known Curtis for 40 years, which is true, and I've known Hawk Newsom." Uh, I've known him as a mama Luke. He lives at home in Claremont Village right next to Yankee Stadium, drives a $100,000 Cadillac Escalade with his bullhorn. He's a bully. Uh, but both have elevated their profile in this battle that they both engaged in at Brooklyn Borough Hall. I'll go more into that. And, Robert, the reason you looked at me and I was so tired in that back seat of the campaign van a night before the election tally is, remember, Three days before the election, I got clocked by a yellow cab on my way here to do a paid-for program of an hour from 12 noon to 1. This is part of the campaign expense, and I had to be here. And so I had to bail out of the campaign van that was on uh, 50th Street and 6th Avenue in front of Radio City Music Hall. And as I darted across the street, all my fault, red lights, I got between two trucks And in that third lane, I got kapowed by a yellow cab. And I could have swore as I flew six feet up in the air. When I was looking down in the window on the driver's side, I could have swore I saw Bill de Blasio smiling there behind the wheel with Eric Adams in the back seat. They clocked me. I got up. 
I ran the rest of the way. I did my hour, and afterwards my left arm uh, looked like the size of a whale. They insisted I go to Lenox Hill. I wasn't going to go to the hospital. I was figuring, hey, I just spit on it, and it'll heal itself. And it was fractured, and it's caused me all kinds of complications. I got a hip problem now. I got hit on the right side. My wife reminded me this morning. She said, hey, you got hit on the right side. Didn't you see the video? (laughs) What do you think? Your hip is indestructible? So I got neck problem. I got the elbow problem. My head, I had a mild concussion. But you know something? I'm back on track. I took a licking and come back ticking, as I always have. Look, I've had worse. One thing I've learned from this campaign. I've never had these problems in the subway since the age of five when I was riding the LL train in Canarsie, Rockaway Parkway, last stop. It used to be uh, the acronym for Lousy Line. Not now, the Hipster Express L train, but it used to be the Lousy Line. Oh, he's been riding by myself all the years leading the Guardian Angels here and in 13 countries now in 130 cities. Never had that problem on the subway. I have to stay away from yellow cabs. June 19th, 1992, I get in the back of a yellow cab to come here to WABC. And orders from headquarters, from John Gotti Sr. to John Gotti Jr. and the Gambino crime family, Michael Leonardi shoots me five times with hollow point bullets. I was lucky to survive that. In the back of a yellow cab. And now I get clipped with a yellow cab that crushes me. Maybe I should just avoid yellow cabs. You think that's something that I've learned uh, from this election? Anyway, let's go to Mike, who's calling from Yonkers. Uh, Mike, you're living in Nodine Hill. You're living in the Schlowmine Projects. Where you living, Mumford Gardens? No, 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 not that, not that good. No, no, no. I'm, live, I'm living in the state of depression. Uh, yeah, uh, no, I'm over by, uh, not far from Palmer Road there, Tuckahoe Road. Sure, uh, sure, no, well. I picked up garbage. Uh, oh, so, I'm sorry, I was a sanitation engineer back in the, uh, in the 90s in, in Nodine and all those areas. Those were nice areas. Um, yeah, I called up last night because I heard you on, on Russo, and I realized something come to the conclusion that Russo really is a snowflake because I finally got through to him at the end of the show, and I told him about the Cuomos because he said, oh, you know, because it ends in a vowel. You know, he pulls that whole, you know, it's, it's a sketch. I understand. You understand. It's all part of his persona. And then I said to him, listen, you know, the Cuomo senior, you know, grandpa came over in the, whatever, 1910s or 20s, with like 40, 40 cents in his pocket. And when he died, I believe he left something like 10 to $13 million to, the, to, to Mario and them. I said, how do you do that running a, a, you know, a candy store? No, no, not a candy store. First off, let's bifurcate it. I'm going to tell the full story tonight because uh, Frankie Russo is in such love of hearing himself talk. He's like manic. He can't stop. Uh, you know, this uh, Prozac. Prozac would be good for him. Uh, he didn't understand what I was telling him, the history of the Cuomo family. Nobody knows them better than Curtis Lee. And I've been saying this consistently, even when the Democrats were ready to nominate Andrew Evilized Cuomo to become their Democratic nominee for the presidency during the lockdown and pandemic. I'm going to tell that story tonight uninterrupted by Frankie Russo. Oh, you prejudice because it's a vowel at the end of his name. Well, what's wrong? What, a, what is your drool? What a knuckle dragger. What a what a gavon this Frankie Russo is. You know, he's JV. We got to give him a little time, a little, a little seasoning. But I'll tell the full story tonight. Like I've told him many times before, never, never denied by Team Cuomo. Right now, they're out at their compound out in the Hamptons. You know, Fredo, Chris, uh, they're, they're allies as they're ready to go to war for Andrew Evilized Cuomo. It's like a scene right out of The Godfather. 
Attention savvy investors. Looking for predictable monthly cash flow? Want to reduce uncertainty? Hedge inflation and stock market risk with double-digit targeted returns? If you want the safety and security of a real estate investment, but without the hassles of being a landlord, you've probably heard of NRIA. NRIA is an industry-leading real estate development firm in its 15th year developing strategically located, lower-risk, high-demand neighborhoods based on supply-demand imbalance. They're a great fit for safety-oriented investors who want cash flow and diversification into carefully chosen real estate. Learn more about the NRIA Real Estate Development Fund at nria.net or call 800-800-1414. That's 800-800-1414. An offer of securities is only made by the NRIA Private Placement Memorandum. Read it first. Past performance does not guarantee future results. NRIA is a real estate development firm. Learn more at nria.net. New York. He is New York. Cred that the others don't have. Curtis Lewa. Talk Radio 77 WABC. I'm back. That's right. Back where I need to be. My home away from home. WABC. Yours truly, Curtis Lewa. Taking you to the 5 o'clock hour. And then, so nice, owner-operator John Katsimatidis is going to have me do it twice today. I'll be back uh, at 8 p.m. tonight. No, 10 p.m. Why do I keep saying 8 p.m.? See, I'm trying to... Nudge my way into even more hours. So it's always broadcasting, Curtis. 10 at night to 1, and then I pass on the baton to uh, Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Let me tell you, overnight radio has never been better here at WABC, and they've had some great overnight radio, formerly with Alan B. Combs. We miss him dearly. He was king of theater of the mind. He used to do overnight radio here at WABC, and obviously Art Bell, the Looney Kazuni from Parts Unknown, Real Theater of the Mind. He's no longer with us. He's passed to the hereafter. But it's great to be back. Let me go to Joe Giuseppe, who's calling from Staten Island, where I was and almost got flooded on Highland Boulevard yesterday as I was going to the grand opening of the new sports athletic store called Shinebox, right on Highland Boulevard. What's up, Giuseppe? Hey, uh, John. Uh, John, not Giuseppe, brother. Listen, I, I spoke with, uh, what's his name, just before on the show. Yeah, yeah, uh, I know. Hey, t- yeah, 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 hey, come on. The guy says he's Giuseppe, Joe. It's John. Look, you already called, John. I already heard you. I gave you my, yeah, that's it. He's persona non grata this round. He's welcome to call back anytime. But we got all these callers. We got to give him an opportunity to uh, call. Let's go to that land of AOC All Out Crazy, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Astoria Danny. What's on your mind, Danny? Hey, Curtis. Uh, quick question. I wanted to ask you why you never brought up about Adams being uh, forced to leave the uh, police department. He yeah. had to get. He had to resign because they had something on him. Yeah. Well, let me tell you something. Everybody say, yeah, they had something on him. They had something on him. Hey, there was a long campaign. It wasn't just me running against him in the general. He had 12 Democratic candidates who all had negative research teams, and they had raised millions of dollars. They were not able to come up with anything. So maybe in the future something will come up. But the voters, the voters this time around, uh, we're not gonna we're not gonna not vote for Eric Adams based on his police record because he was insulated. He was coronated before we even got into a general campaign. Every newspaper endorsed him before he got into the general election against me. Wall Street. 
the hedge fund managers, the uh, investors all endorsed him. He was anointed the Mashiach of politics, which obviously he should never have been. Let's not forget what happened when we did that with Barack Obama and with Andrew Evilized Cuomo. Beware when you anoint somebody who's only bound to end up never living up to those expectations. But let's give him a try. And look, his police record is his police record. He served for 22 years. Uh, If you want to knock yourself out and think that there are skeletons in his closet, go ahead. But we're past that. We're past that. Let's go, if we can, to uh, James, who's calling from Flushing. Welcome to WABC, James. Hi, hi, Curtis. How you doing? Um, I've had better days. Hey, James, I've had better days. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the I'm the one with the two little boys from Whitestone that always meet up with you in Vicky's meetings. Oh, that's right, Vicky Palladino, yes. who unbelievably won a city council seat as a Republican conservative, Bayside, Whitestone, College Point, against Tony Avella, lifelong politician and a Republican who also ran as a conservative, who tried to upset her working with Tony Avella. And Vicky Palladino superseded expectations because of a tremendous Asian-American turnout that voted for Republican candidates, not just myself, but all throughout the city. So uh, on behalf of me, my boys, and many others, I just, uh, just want to tell you that we're happy to hear that you're not going anywhere, that we will have you to kick around, like you said. Oh, you know, the media love kicking me around. They exposed everything uh, about me that had already been exposed. I think what they got very frustrated doing their deep dives, thinking that they were going to find skeletons uh, in my closet when all those skeletons had already been discovered, many of them having been revealed by myself years before. So they got very frustrated and thought, oh, for sure, the voters are never going to elect him. In fact, some of my fellow Republicans were feeding them information saying, you know, with Curtis Sliwa at the head of the ballot, no Republican will win except for Joe Borelli out in the South Shore. He will be reelected, the South Shore councilman in Staten Island. Look at how many Republicans got elected. But you think they give Curtis Sliwa any credit? Of course not. My worst enemies in this election were Republicans, not Democrats. Fellow Republicans, they tried to knock me off the ballot. They question signatures. They try to take away my independent line. Not Democrats. You didn't see Democrats doing that to one another. If the Republicans are to straighten out their house in New York City and have any expectations of winning and encroaching on the supermajority that the Democrats have in the city council and with other statewide elected positions that are here in the five boroughs of the city of New York, they got, they got to stop eating their own babies. Republicans are our own worst enemy here. I was the candidate and had whole portions of the New York City GOP opposed to me working for Eric Adams. Oh, I'm going to deal with them in the future. (laughs) You know me. (laughs) I don't forgive and I don't forget. You're supposed to be on the same team. And you're working for the opposition there? Like this guy, Eric Ulrich. Oh, yeah, Eric Adams. Supposed to be, right? The outgoing city councilman of Howard Beach. Hey, Eric, you see how I did in Howard Beach? And in the Rockaways? And in Breezy Point, the Irish Riviera and Broad Channel? Huh, Eric? Thought you could put a knock on me, pal. Think again. Many have tried before, and many are now persons of no consequence. Uh, let's go, if we can, to Lori, who's calling from Harlem. Welcome to my return here to WABC, Lori. Welcome back home. I'm calling back 
because I couldn't get through on their show when you first started. But anyway, it's a testament of your popularity, and I'm so glad you're back, but I'm heartbroken you're not our mayor. You would have done a, a, a great job, but it's New York's law, so we'll see what happens. Well, Lori, and, um, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Uh, some very special political significant situations upcoming. So remember me, I never miss a beat. That's all I'm going to say right now. Lord, uh, listen, can I read something? Remember on your show prior to you running for mayor, you had rapid phones where the caller would have to call in and get their message out in 15 seconds or less? You remember that, right? Oh, yeah. That, okay. you, you had to be manic in order to qualify for that. I put it in my cell phone, and I said I'm, I didn't want to read it then. I didn't want to jinx your campaign. So I actually held on to it. It's a quick one. It's the 15 seconds or less. And um, so I didn't want to read it prior to your campaign. So this is what I wrote. Curtis, I have your plan B. If you don't win the mayoralty, you must be appointed MTA commissioner. You'll do such a great job that in the next four years, you'll be a shoo-in for mayor. Curtis, run again. Well, you see, Laurie, that makes common sense because nobody knows the subway's better than me. Uh, Eric Adams, even though he had been a transit cop for half of his police life, he didn't even pretend to know the subways as well as me. He basically gave me that one. In fact, he actually advocated free subway fare, free bus fare, which would have created chaos. He, he never went back to that. But I would be more than happy to be chairman of the MTA, the money-taking agency, and run an efficient subway and bus system for all the strap hangers who are not only residents of New York City but come in from the surrounding suburbs who depend. This is the veins and arteries of New York City to be able to get the homeless off, to get them sheltered, to get the emotionally disturbed into mental health care facilities and get them on their proper medication so they can be normalized and create an atmosphere of safety in the subways because it's not safe now. There are pervs out there who go up to women who want to prove to these women that they're not suffering from erectile dysfunction. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, guys, they don't deal with that because they don't see that. I see that all the time. That's why I created the perv busters and the guardian angels, all female guardian angels who go off after these pervs. They're a menace. Most people who ride the subway are women. Most workers expected to come back to their positions, if they ever come back, are women. Nightlife is dependent on women. If women are not going out to bars, to restaurants, and nightclubs at night, the guys ain't going either. So if you don't make it safe for women first and foremost, you will not resurrect this city. You will not have the city that you had before the lockdown and pandemic, minus all the nonsense that de Blasio was injecting into the fabric of life on a regular basis. Our number is 1-800-848-WABC. Uh, let's go to Drew in White Plains. Uh, welcome to the Comeback Kid. That's right. How many times have I been here at WABC? It's like my fourth time around, Drew. Speaking of that, funny of that, I don't know if you remember my mother back in the early 2000s. Um, she was she used to sell your show. Her name was Adrienne McWilliams. I don't know if you remember her. She had um, left and went to Disney after that. African American woman. You remember? Oh yeah, no, I remember her. She was very, very smart. Uh, very, uh, I would say, a stickler. Uh, for dotting every I and crossing every T. She, you could not get her off of her, her focus in terms of what her job description was. <laughs> yep, that's my mother, man. Could you imagine having her go over your homework as a kid in school? Oof. But, 
yeah, man. I just want to say that um, the way you engage the minority community, man, I I really found it like for me, it really just you know spoke numbers. You know, the fact that you went into the black communities, like you said, where the only Republican they see is Abraham Lincoln, and the fact that you stiff armed a lot of those far rights. Like, I'm not a fan of Nick Langworthy at all, you know. That's my opinion, not yours. And the fact that you kept all of them at bay, it made me gain a respect for you on a personal level, man. I got to tell you. Well, look, Joe, uh, my my history here in New York City, 42 years, is in the inner cities, in black and Hispanic communities and Asian communities. That's the makeup of the guardian angels that I've led here and in cities all across America and all over the world. People were surprised while Eric Adams was going to a Zero Bond Club late at night with all white Trumpers, I might add, who had given millions of dollars to Donald Trump. You know, he was in this men, uh, men's and women's exclusive club. I was doing uh, uh, verticals in the projects of New York City, which I've always done. So people were like, wow, what a difference. And I got to tell you. That's something that I've solidified over the years before I ever declared my mayoralty uh, prospects. And that's what I'm going to continue to do because these are the people who need to be helped, but they need to be taught self-help. Because if you depend on government from the cradle to the grave, you're always going to be disappointed. Government can never deliver everything they promise to you because politicians sell you wolf tickets. I don't trust politicians. I trust the people. That's the biggest difference between me and Democrats and Republicans. Well, I think he's gone, which means that you're going to get more of the return of Curtis Lever. You get to queue up. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. Old brain cells kicking in. That's 1-800-948-9222. Excuse me? Oh, oh, excuse me. 848 Nine two two two. Why am I saying nine four eight nine two? You see, I've been hit so many times in the head. All the furniture is upstairs and rearranged in the wrong rooms. And remember tonight when I come back, so nice. Uh, John Katzmatidis is going to let me do it twice uh, from ten to one. We're going to talk about Hawk Newsom, leader of the Black uh, <laughs> Black Lives Matter group. I know this guy. What a Mama Luke in the Bronx, living with his mother, driving around in a. $100,000 brand-new Cadillac Escalade. That tells you everything right there. We're going to discuss Andrew Evilize Cuomo. Nobody knows the Cuomo's better than yours truly, Curtis Lewa, and so much more. Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. Took a licking, came back ticking as I have in every step of every opportunity or missed opportunity I've had in my 60 years, uh, 67 years of life, 30 of which have been consumed by talk radio, and most of them here at WABC, my place to be. Let's go right back to the phones, uh, to Jeanette, who's calling from the Bronx. Uh, Your turn to be heard, Jeanette. Hi, how are you? I've had better days. I know. I met you today in Frog's Neck when you attended the Veterans Day Parade. Yeah, now, you know, Jeanette, I was shocked uh, that here it was a, a gorgeous day, gorgeous fall day. A lot of people came out. Right. Not just Republicans. There were Democrats. There were independents. I got a chance to mix with the crowd. Yes. A lot of patriotic people. And I know the congresswoman of your area is AOC, all out crazy, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, missing in action, I might add. 
uh, Bill de Blasio, the mayor, missing in action. He would have been booed by everyone. And brand new elect mayor, Eric Adams, who I thought would have made an appearance with his, uh, the guy who uh, uh, gave him a lot of support in the Bronx, uh, outgoing uh, Bronx Borough President Ruben Diaz Jr. Neither were, neither of them attended. Was I the only person there to attend? I mean, well, you and Giuliani. Yeah, that, that's right. Let me give props to Andrew Giuliani. Andrew was there. He Magnificent. This guy is a great retail campaigner. Don't go to sleep on Andrew Giuliani and the Republican primary campaign to become governor. There are three candidates, and Andrew is like a crackerjack, always full of energy, always engaging people in the crowd. That's it. And uh, me and my husband were very happy. You came over, my husband had the red Corvette. Oh, yeah, the red Corvette. I, I think I said to your husband, you know, when I was in Canarsie in the 60s, we used to hotwire the Corvettes and go for joy rides. Not to the chop shop, you know, but for joy rides. Uh, he looked at me and wondering, gee, I wonder. I wonder if- we, were, we were very happy, you know, to meet you. Uh, we're sorry that you had that unfortunate accident, and we really wish that you would have been voted in as mayor. You know, you're a real New Yorker, and you would have done good things for us. Let me ask you a question, Jeanette. Uh, when I was running here to WABC three days before Election Day in order to do that paid-for program from 12 noon to 1, the mm-hmm. real story about my adversary, Eric Adams, and I got hit by that yellow cab on 6th Avenue running across 50th, right in front of Radio City Music Hall. Do you think I was delusional when I looked down into the window and I saw what appeared to be to me Bill de Blasio driving that yellow cab? And Eric Adams in the back seat. I think you weren't delusional. I think you really was seeing the real thing, most likely. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Well, let's flip the script and go to Lester, who's calling. Uh, Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Lester. Hey, Curtis, my Chinese brother here. Oh. What a campaign we have done together. This is Lester Chang. By the way, Lester, before you uh, give your opinion, Lester Chang is an example of someone who was not permitted by the GOP to run for the city council seat that included Chinatown. This guy is a veteran, a U.S. military veteran, served in Afghanistan, risking his life at Jacob Javits Center when the inoculations began. Every day you were there, you could have easily gotten ill as a result when very few people wanted to be there. And the GOP denied you an opportunity, hero that you are, to run for a seat that Asians, by now, should have an equal opportunity of winning. That's right. That's going to, I promise you, that's going to change because I am the new face of the GOP in New York City, and we are going to give Asians their opportunity. Democrats have denied you. But Republicans are not going to close the door on you and all of the Asians in the growing population. 16% of the population is Asian, and it's the fastest-growing sector in our city. But they saw it through. They saw the Democrats, what they are, and they voted for you. They saw it right through. And then you gave me the data point on how we're going to do better the next, next one around, the next one. Lester, notice, notice they were all shocked. Wow, Curtis won all the Asian-American assemblymanic districts. They were, like, shocked. Were you not paying attention to the campaign idiots out there? You know, the mainstream media, we are shocked. 
Why would you be shocked? I spent a lot of time over the years in the Asian-American community, not only helping Asians protect each other when they were coming under attack, but also when a prominent Asian candidate was knocked out of the box, Andrew Yang, and called a racist and called a charlatan and a snake oil salesman by Democrats. Even though I was the Republican candidate, I defended Andrew Yang, who should have been allowed to continue to participate. That's correct. That's correct. So the Asian is the one that's going to be the swing vote, whoever's going to be the next election uh, governor. That is correct. And, 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 and Lester, I know that you and your many followers and supporters in not only Staten Island, Brooklyn, Queens, uh, and in Manhattan are going to be in the forefront of making sure that you get equal time now. Yes, thank you. And if it weren't for you, we wouldn't be recognized. And thank you very much. Thank the least I can do. They're shoving homeless shelters in the neighborhood Sunset Park. De Blasio trying to shove two homeless shelters right on 8th Avenue in the heart of the Asian-American community over my dead body. They want to eliminate the honors program, the gifted and talented program, the specialized tests to get into the best public high schools. Why are they doing that now? Because Asians are doing so well, Southeast Asians. I'm the only candidate out there who said this is prejudicial against Asians and Southeast Asians. Let's call it the way it is. This is what was done against Jews in the 60s when I was going to school. And Jews were winning the honors programs because they were taught academically. They were earning placement into the specialty high schools because they were acing the test because they studied harder than the Gentiles. And they were, uh, there was no gifted and talented at that point. It was SP programs in the junior high schools. I was in an SP class, three-year SP class, Builder C Junior High School. It was mostly Jewish children. Why? Because they studied harder. They did their homework. And their parents went out. And even when they didn't have two nickels to rub together, got them tutors to help them in the academic subjects that they were struggling with. That's the route to success in America. Education. And yet... We want to take it out on Asians and Southeast Asians because they're living the American dream, working hard, raising their families, and getting their kids a good education. And now now they have to – we have to say, oh, no, we're changing the rules because you're doing so well. Over my dead body, no. Oh, well, excuse me. Uh, I, I thought we were going to cut right there. Uh, okay. I was going to give a brisk to the program here. It's sort of like uh, the moil. You know, I was blindfolded. I had the uh, Rambo knife in my hand, and I went to cut the cord here on the program. Let's go to Andrew, who's calling from Suffolk County. My place to be, WABC, Andrew. How you doing, Curtis? Um, the lady, about two or three callers before, she, she, one of the smartest things she said was, you going for uh, the MTA. Has anybody given a thought what's going to happen at one police plaza once there's a new mayor? Well, uh, Eric Adams uh, has made a series of suggestions of who he'd like to be the next police commissioner. He's already defined it as being it has to be a female. And most of the candidates he's mentioned are African-American women. He's talked about going on a nationwide uh, 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 nationwide tour to get the best qualified, I think that's a big mistake. There are more than enough qualified men and women in the department, especially the majority minority now are Hispanics, Latinos, and Latinas. They almost never get interviewed, never were interviewed by Bill de Blasio, have not so far been mentioned by Eric Adams. I think it would be a mistake to try to recruit 
the Philadelphia police uh, commissioner who has done a miserable job there and previously in Portland, Oregon. Her, her last name is Outlaw. You imagine having a police commissioner whose last name is Outlaw. And then there's Best from Seattle. Oh, Antifa took that police station right uh, while, while she was police commissioner. Please no. So, uh, you know, we got to give Eric Adams his opportunity. He won the election fair and square. He's got to put his agenda in place. But I think he really wants to be the police commissioner. I think the police commissioner uh, with Eric Adams as mayor will have more of a ceremonial position, more of a PR position than uh, the kind of nuts and bolts that police commissioners deal with now. Dermot Shea, who I've never been a fan of, the previous commissioners, uh, whoever is chosen to be the new police commissioner will definitely function in a much different way than previous police commissioners. It is my opinion that Eric Adams wants to be the shot caller in the police department. We'll see how that works out. My opinion, let the police commissioner run the police department. Stay out of the police department unless you have a difference of opinion with your appointed police commissioner and settle your differences behind closed doors, not in front of a cadre of members of the fourth estate. The founder of the Guardian Angels. The group dedicated to fight crime. On the streets of New York and on the air right now. Curtis Lewa on 77 WABC. Back to the phones we go. I am reconnecting with WABC, which is my home away from home and has been for most of the past 30 years. Let's go to Christina across the Hudson River in Jersey City. Uh, thanks, uh, thanks for joining us this afternoon, Christina. Thank you, Curtis. I'm sorry you didn't win, because I think you would have been great for the animals in New York, too, as well as the people, you know. And I'm also a cat lover, too. I feed the strays in that. That's great. The feral cats uh, that are the number one deterrent to the rat, mice, and rodent pro, uh, problem. Christina, in Jersey City, you are a proud resident of Hudson County, correct? Yeah, after fashion, yes. Yeah, the uh, most corrupt Democratic county in America, I might add. Christina, you could have voted for me twice, three times, four times if you were a Democrat. Oh, well, I'm not, right? I'm a Republican. Yeah, see, if you'd have been a Democrat in Hudson County, you could have voted for me two, three, four times. I get what you're saying, yeah. It would have all... I told the people up in the neck today, they said, you're the mayor of the neck, Drog's neck in the Bronx. I said, "If, if you'd have voted for me two or three times, I would have been mayor. See, yeah, but the Republicans, they don't let us do that. I know. I pray for your healing, too. And the time that God, what God did to you, I prayed for you then, too. Well, thank you. Thank you. And uh, I can use your prayers, Christina. I can use your prayers. Our number is 1-800—let me make sure I get this right—848-9222. That's 1-800-848-9222. My re- resurrection, my rebirth, my reinstatement here at WABC— Let's go to Christine, who's calling from the East Village, where I used to live on Avenue A in St. Mark's Place, where the Gotti's had me shot right there on B and 6, five times in the back of a yellow cab. Thanks for joining us, Christine. Hi. I remember meeting you years ago in Stromboli's Pizza on the corner of St. Mark's and and, uh, First Avenue. Uh, I asked you to sign a petition against Mayor Bloomberg's prohibiting of uh, sugary drinks. Anyway, I'm so glad to see you back in the saddle, and I wanted to bring up a point with cats. Millions of New Yorkers have cats, and they love cats, but they're deterred from adopting all the homeless cats that are available because they can't afford the veterinary care. Yes. The Humane Society on 59th Street has a clinic 
which is affordable. I took one of my cats there. It was fifty, uh, $39, I think, 35 for for uh, blood work when it was over 500 in the regular vet, and I couldn't afford it. So if you open, if the mayor were to open up a few veterinary clinics for cats, millions more cats would be adopted by New Yorkers. Well, exactly. And, Christine, tonight we're going to discuss that in the 1 o'clock hour with my wife, Nancy, who was in the forefront of the animal rights movement, and especially as a cat caretaker, having managed cat colonies throughout Sunset Park in Brooklyn and helping others throughout the five boroughs. And as you all know by now, if you hadn't learned before the campaign, it became the news of the campaign. We rescue cats. Uh, We raised 17. The latest is Gizmo, who's an international star, because uh, I tried to get her to vote with me on Election Day, and they kept her out. Oh, people people took umbrage to that. Even people who hated me and weren't going to vote for me, they said, I can't keep Gizmo out. What are they, not pet friendly? Exactly. Uh, but uh, my wife will give you updates on the animal welfare front, uh, not just in terms of cats and dogs, because we want no-kill shelters, but all other animal issues. She's right on the cutting edge of most of those issues. Let's go to Gerald calling from Rockaway. Welcome to my home away from home here, WABC, Gerald. Hey, Slick, Curtis, how you doing? I've had better days, Gerald. I've had better days. <laughs> I hope you feel better. Listen, I just want to uh, I'll be quick. I'm just saying if you want to uh you want to help cut uh crime in the city. Listen, end bail reform and reduce the paperwork cops have to fill out for every single arrest that they make. You'd be, you'd be surprised. Yeah, well, you know, uh I remember when the cops were arresting me. Remember I got locked up 76 times in the first 13 years of the Guardian Angels cuz Koch and the uh, police unions were opposed to me. I'll never forget sitting down and the cop who had made the arrest, he'd say, hey, Slew, I got to get some carbon paper. And so they'd have to make three copies on the old typewriter with carbon paper. And they would always make a mistake halfway through the process and say, oh, Slew, we got to start from scratch. I said, how much overtime are you going to get for this uh, one, Sarge? He said, none of your BIB business. How many kids of yours am I putting through college with this extra overtime? What a Weisenheimer I was when I was getting booked. And then the other thing is the fingerprints, if you get fingerprinted. Almost nobody gets fingerprinted anymore because they give you a desk appearance ticket, what I call a disappearance ticket, for the most serious of crimes. But in the fingerprinting process, you could botch up a fingerprint and then have to start all over again. They give you Baraxo, which is that nasty soap. you got to clean your hands because you got all that ink and you got to start the process all over. I can't tell you. How many cops got so much overtime fingerprinting me over the years? Anyway, let's go, if we can, to Teddy, who's calling from Yonkers. Uh, welcome to WABC, Teddy. Hey, Curtis. Welcome back. I think you're a mensch. I think you're articulate and brilliant. And, uh, Curtis, I hope Eric Adams has the sense to give you some top position in the under his uh, leadership. And uh, you don't have to tell me if it's been a, if you've been approached yet, but I hope you get something in there. And then, uh, Curtis, just like we have the crazies on the left, which we do, and we all know who they are, but you, you also know about the crazies on the right. As much as I hate AOC and Joe Biden, I'm really disappointed in his leadership. They can't be threatened that they're going to be killed by uh, that Arizona Republican congressman, and I think you'll agree with me oh, on that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's talking about beheading them, uh, chopping heads off. That's ridiculous. Uh, 
Uh, some were saying, let's hang Vice President Pence. That's ridiculous. Uh, you, those are, uh, that's violent speech with violent actions. It's still, it's free speech. But there's got to be some consequences. There's got to be some uh, consequences when all of a sudden what you say, which has violent intent, becomes the desire of some to actually follow through on. Man, we got we to gotta knock it off. I got it. Crazies on both sides. I mean, we're talking about people with all the furniture upstairs and rearranged in the wrong rooms. Look, I lost Eric Adams. I gave a concession speech. I think we all agreed anybody could do a better job than Comrade Bill de Blasio, including Zippy the Chimp, anybody. But we want Eric Adams. He's the mayor. He's going to be the mayor to save the city that is in perilous situation. And by the way, if some of you are saying, yeah, well, Eric Adams will probably do something in which he gets bumped, you know, like Andrew Evelice Cuomo. God forbid that happens. You know who you end up with? The public advocate, Jumani Williams, who hates all cops, hates all prisons, lives in Fort Hamilton, the active garrison of the United States Army. How the hell does he get to live behind the walls of Fort Hamilton, an army base in which you have to show your personal ID to the MPs each and every day, but he doesn't want anybody to show any ID whatsoever. By the way, you notice when you were voting this time around, because some of you did vote for me, you didn't have to show any ID, like you, you never have to show ID to vote. And you didn't have to show your vaccine passport to vote. Even though you're in a gymnasium with all these other people, you know, inhaling their exhale, that's okay. But you go across the street in any of the five boroughs and you have a cent or sandwich, something to drink. You got to show a vaccine passport and a personal ID. How crazy is that? I mean, how crazy is that? And then if you decide, hey, you know what? I'm going to take the Lincoln Tunnel, Holland Tunnel, go over to church. You don't have to show bupkis. Ugats. This is nuts. And it just continue to get nuttier and nuttier as the politicians make up the rules as they go along trying to show you how much strength, how much power they have over us. Never, ever, ever let the politicians dominate our life. That's what socialism and communism is. Just go to those countries that have existed under the totalitarian boots of their regimes. And look, Belarus, I've been there. Minsk, Russia, I've been there. I've been in these places. Wasn't born there like so many of our immigrants to be able to warn a new generation like AOC, all out crazy, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the Democratic Socialists of America, the uh, Justice Warriors. No, no, no to socialism. No to communism. No, no, no. one 800 Eight four eight nine two two two. That's one eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Let's go to Mary, who's calling from Manhattan. It's my place to be. WABC, and I'm back, Mary. Hi, Curtis. I was rooting for you, and I I was really disappointed you didn't win. And uh, I was I was watching the rallies, the last few rallies you had, and I I couldn't believe my eyes when I saw those funny Chinese ladies that. He, they seem to be, like, hired to wear their ethnic costumes there. It was really um, surreal. I don't know if you saw that. I guess you were too busy. But in any case, you know, what's his name? The downtown um, uh, Abel Ferreira. He's not here anymore. He's in Italy, but he's making a movie. And I wanted to be an extra in that movie, but I can't leave New York at the moment. And I thought, when you didn't win, you should be in that movie because you have the face they're looking for. They're looking for interesting Italian-looking faces to be in the Padre Pio movie. So 
check it out. Like, Padre Pio. We'll let you go. Yeah, I know, but Mary, this is the problem. I'm an A.M.P. Catholic. Ashes on Wednesday, palms on Sunday. Then you don't see me for a month of Sundays. Uh, I don't think I'm cut out for the Padre Pio movie. And by the way, uh, Lower East Side, try to avoid the Lower East Side. Remember, that's where I got shot five times by uh, John Gotti Jr. on the orders of senior to the Gambinos in the back of that yellow cab. See, that's the one thing I've learned from this campaign. Stay away from yellow cabs. <laughs> it's only almost killed me twice. And the third time might be the charm. Anyway, let's go to Marianne, who's calling from Philly. Uh, welcome to WABC, your place to be, Marianne. Oh, hello, Curtis. I'm so glad that, you know, well, I'm sorry you lost the, the mayor's race. I was praying for you and hoping you would win and watching the TV, trying to listen to who's, you know, we don't get much information here in Philly. I got to tell you, I got to tell you, the mainstream media wasn't giving much information about my entire campaign. (laughs) It wasn't just in Philadelphia. At times you were wondering, well, is Eric Adams already the mayor? There was no, there was no, no reports on a regular. I never saw a campaign like this before. You would have thought that Eric Adams was the Mashiach anointed to be mayor. Let's hope he does an excellent job to help this city recover. Anyway. Uh, so nice, uh, John Katzmatidis, owner-operator of WABC, and Chad Lopez, uh, the general manager, are going to let me do it twice tonight. I come back at 10 o'clock to uh, 1. After Joe Piscopo, the Sinatra Hour, then uh, Dean Martin. Oh, man, great article in the Post. If you want to read uh, an expose about Dean Martin, couldn't be any more opposite than Frank Sinatra was. Uh, that'll be on tonight. Then I'll return. And we'll talk about Hawk Newsom and this battle, Black Lives Matter versus uh, Mayor-elect Eric Adams. We're going to talk about Andrew Evil Cuomo. And remember, no one has followed the Cuomos more significantly over the years in good times or bad times than yours truly, Curtis Sliwa. And we're going to talk uh, on a whole host of issues and even have my wife Nancy on who will give you not only a cat update but an animal welfare update because so many of you, regardless of your politics, whether you love Trump or Biden or you're independent and autonomous, you care for our furry little friends, our family members, animals. And remember, I am going to continue to fight to make sure we have no-kill shelters in the city of New York. 